0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of That 80s Child, the Generation Y, and my name is Gabrielle. This is episode number four. I can't believe I am on a roll. (laughs) There will be 12. I'm just saying. Um, Sorry, I had to open up my Trapper Keeper, (laughs) which is prevalent to what we're going to be talking about tonight or today or this morning, whenever you're listening to it. So in this episode, we are talking about oversaturation of nostalgia. So my whole this whole um, podcast is based on the the idea of nostalgia and how people are very much how people are very much into everything nostalgic. And especially those in my in my generation. So the millennials and um, later millennials and the earlier millennials. It doesn't matter when. It's just that Gen Y area. I say the, that 80s child. I was born in 1983. That's where I got the name. So I am an 80s child. I was six years old in 89. So I was aware of certain things that were happening in the 80s. Maybe not politically because that's not what I was into. But, you know, cartoons and Anything that had to do with toys and catalogs and commercials and whatever we would watch on TV. And then, of course, a lot more happened. Music transition, uh, the way we uh, watch things, the internet um, in the 90s. And, of course, like fashion and stuff like that. We are seeing so much of that nostalgic, the nostalgic stuff. So we see um, re rollouts of old old toys. So they had like a reinvention of the, the, the Furby, which I thought was creepy anyway. The Tamagotchi came back out. Some of the fashion is coming back around, which that happens all the time. Uh, fashion like when we were in the 90s, there was a resurgence of things that were from the 60s. So like bell bottoms, uh, bell sleeves, everybody had the peace sign, the happy face. And the big flowers and everything that was huge, and and everything. I mean, look at um, delight with "Groove Is in the Heart." Did you you see that video? And that's just like you know, you're. It's a harkening back to the '60s. So nowadays, you see the the big wide uh, jeans, the the flare jeans are coming back. Even though they say like it's '90s inspired, but the '90s got it from the '60s. So it's just like a consistent circle of you know, continuation. It all comes back around at some point. But there is, there has been an oversaturation of nostalgia. Like we, I, I don't know if it's just because of the algorithm on my Facebook, but I see less of my friends and family, and I see more of like advertisements for like 80s and 90s and stuff like that, and like memes that are, remember when? Or the people who are like, you drank out of hose water, and like, <laughs> there's a whole thing where. There's a whole TikTok that are that people are making money off of that state of mind and how things have changed and what they remember and how their kids are reacting to like them dancing to the music that they grew up with and you know there's plenty of people who have made a living off of just <laughs> having lived through the 90s. I'm not trying, I'm not saying like, I'm not trying to do the same. Um, I don't have, my TikTok isn't based on growing up in the nostalgic era. Maybe I should start doing that. Cause I think that there is definitely money to be made there. My TikTok that I was trying to do was supposed to be more on along the lines of like getting through a day with depression and stuff like that. But I don't know if anybody cares about that. Apparently not. Most people want to see something quick, funny and relatable. And that's not depression. It's relatable, but nobody really wants to like look into it. They're, or as much as I think that they do. You sh- I just see a lot of it. And there's like, they're remaking movies and shows, or they're bringing back the original members for those shows. While it is kind of neat to see some of these be redone, there's a reason why they were awesome back then. Because it was back then and they had the people that they had and it just made it awesome. It's harder to, if the people are still around uh, or if they even want to be involved in some of the stuff, if they're going to create a whole new character, like all new characters or all new people playing the characters, I just don't, it will never be as good. And it's only because the reason why we remember it is because it's the way it is. And trying to redo something, and I've said this time and time again on majority of my podcasts, was just that if it's awesome, leave it alone. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Come up with something new. There are so many good ideas out there. And if you want to, there's like a whole pool of creativeness when it comes to um, authors who have books out there. And there are a lot of people who write a book planning on it to be a movie or, you know, having a dream of it to be a movie. So they kind of write it in that sense. So if there are so many out there and if they're not paying attention to them, you are losing out on a whole subsection of people that you could be pulling that that creative new thing out. That being said... I have a, I bought myself a trapper keeper and I commented on it before all my lives on my Facebook, just to people and (laughs) yes, they are making money off of me for buying something that reminds me of my childhood. And I know that we all try and find something that makes us happy and makes us reminiscent of a time that was just so much simpler. I never actually had, um. I never had an original Trapper Keeper. I had something like a Trapper Keeper, just not the brand. So I got it because I never had it to begin with. So it was a little bit different for me. But also it was nostalgic because that was what we had back then. I enjoy talking about it because it is my childhood. It is my past. And I like to share. I like to share that information with everyone and people who have also experienced the same things. And it's just nice because, you know, we enjoyed ourselves back in those days. And there are, I'm going to be having a, I don't know if it's going to be a live or if it's going to be a recorded one with my son that we're going to be talking about how it is different for us to talk about nostalgic. So Gen Y's, millennials talking about nostalgia versus what Gen Z's would be class, like my son's 16. So he's born 2006. So he's going to be 17. Ugh. which means next year is 18. I just can't. What would he classify as nostalgic? Like when he, there are times where he's like, oh, I remember when I, you know, when I was a kid and I'm like, you still are a kid. I don't care if you're a teenager, you're a kid, you're still an adolescent anyway. But anyway, um, so it, it is like, I'm thinking, oh, what him saying that sparked me into thinking like, okay, I would like to talk about what he would classify as nostalgic for him what he would see and be like oh that that brings me back because I don't know if it's because I'm on the other side of it where I'm his mom I'm the one that helped to create good memories of things back in those days and I'm thinking to myself that I know that we all have doubts on if we're good parents or not but I really do doubt that I would you know like did I do a good enough job because we were dealing with a lot of stuff in um, the, like when he was growing up and it was a lot, a lot of like family drama, the house drama, uh, parental drama. Was it good enough for him to have fond meri- memories, if you, you know what I mean? Because when I was growing up, you know, I, I lived a comfortable life. My mom and dad never really had too much to or at least outwardly be concerned about, I feel like they were financially like okay. We weren't like rich, but we were okay. So when I would come home, there wouldn't be that stress of like, well, crap, did we pay this bill? When Bryce was growing up, that was something that was consistent, that I would have to be like, well, I hope I can pay for everything, have food on the table, and we still have this roof over our head, and if we don't, (laughs) that's a problem it was a c- consistent form of stress for myself. And I, I suffered immensely with like being depressed but not having it diagnosed as such. And I didn't know how, like I regret a lot of things that I could have done with my son that I didn't didn't do because I just was, just, I felt so tired when I would come home from work and you know, just having to deal with everything. It was just so tiring, but it got better. There were point we had good points that, um, I have lots of pictures of that I think are a great source that he could pull from, but we'll see. I think it will be interesting to hear his side of it from the horse's mouth, as they say. So the oversaturation, it kind of, it makes me happy to see some things come back and be like, Oh, I remember those. However, I don't like how they uh, try to change it and modernize it to to fit, because it's nostalgic for a reason. Like this is how we remember it. And if you look at like if you see the um, how strawberry shortcake has transitioned through the years, you wouldn't even recognize her. I liked the original one, the the original star strawberry shortcake. They their dresses looked like. The cakes that they were supposed to be named after, and now they're like so modernized and weird. It's just like, uh, you know, that in My Little Pony, it doesn't even look like My Little Pony anymore. And then there's these people who like My Little Pony for other reasons, and it just grosses me out. It's just like, can we just have a really nice? Can we just enjoy this? Oh, and the Care Bears. Did you have you seen the new Care Bears that they've brought out? They they look they look like. How can I say this with with and be politically correct? So give me a second. They look like somebody's backcountry cousin's version of Care Bears. And I'm sorry if that offends people, but I just don't like them. I don't like it at all. If you want to re-release it, re-release it. They re-release my, uh, Pound Puppies, and they look pretty much the same way. Like, like, there's really no difference. My um, Gunned Bears that I would get when I was little, same thing, same company, keep creating the same, like, if it's awesome, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So why would you have to change the visualization and the way that they are drawn or made? I just don't understand. Like, what? why? Like, what was the reasoning behind it? Just tell me why, and maybe I'll understand. But I just don't, they don't look like, like, because they have, like, it's supposed to be like a retro collection, of the Care Bears and they have it like in a box. Like I've seen it at Walmart for crying out loud. I've seen it at Target. I've seen it online and I look at them. I'm like that. They just look, ri- they just look stupid. Okay. They just look ridiculous. Okay. So um, unfortunately I didn't actually have, um, I liked Care Bears. I liked the Care Bears movie, but I don't actually have any care. I, I did, but a lot of stuff got left behind when we moved, but I don't have any with me. The things that I kept were My My Little Pony. My Little Ponies. My original um, Fraggle Rock, which they actually did bring Fraggle Rock back, if you look at the Jim Henson Company. And it has, like, the same... I don't even know if they're the exact same uh, puppets, but they, um, they've they brought them back. And I think... Um, I, I haven't watched the original... Like, I know they have, like, the Dark Crystal series... I love Jim Henson. I love most of Jim Henson's things, and I think the ideas behind it. And I know that he wasn't the only person that made these things come to life, but I think a lot of uh, things change because of like political agendas, and you know, trying to keep up with everything that's going on, and it kind of you you lose that sense of childlike wonder when you're trying to stay within. The lines, if you know what I mean. Stepping away from that, uh, I just think that nostalgic is nostalgic things. And I watch like nostalgic YouTube videos. There is uh, what was it channel Awesome with Doug, and he does like all like um, all the original. I think I've have uh, t- talked about it with um, the original commercials, and he does a whole slew of them. And a lot of it, I got inspiration off of my my commercial uh, podcast and. I want to do another one of those because there are so many and there are so many that I had forgotten about even then. So um, I want to like to redo, uh, not redo it, but do another one like a part two. And uh, so there's plenty of people out there who will gladly talk about their times and the things that they love and the things that they remember and how they lived it and why it means so much to them. There's a whole slew of things in the 90s that I would like to touch upon, but I had to do a little bit more research because... I read comic books, but I wasn't like deep into the comic book lore and it versus uh, the cartoons that were coming out. But I know I watched the original X-Men, well, original X-Men, the X-Men cartoon in the 90s. I thought that was pretty awesome. And I think that's something that I'd like to discuss at a later date. But what am I trying to say? I think that bringing some things back and and forward for our kids and the next generation to also participate in and be like, these were pretty cool things when we were growing up, and I think you'd like them too, great. But can we not make it so that it fits today? I think we all want to relive our childhood. I mean, unless you had a really horrible upbringing There is, so unless you actually had, like, a pretty, you you didn't have a very good um, childhood, then most of us actually would love to go back to have, like, less responsibility playing with our toys, enjoying some Saturday morning cartoons, and an old school Lunchable (laughs) uh, with a sunny day or something like that. But unfortunately, that's not going to happen. We try and recreate something or to at least give our kids equally as good as what we had. And this, you know, current, if you don't have any kids, at least the current generation to understand what it was like. But I think every generation is trying to make the previous generation understand what it was like. Cause I remember, you know, my dad was the silent generation. My mom was a baby boomer. So trying to, you have to understand, you have to understand their generations and they've done a lot of, Building to create what we have now, and you know we've done a lot of things that help to create what Gen Zs have now, and so on and so forth, and it keeps moving forward. But I I think that they need to slow it down a little bit, reevaluate why you're re-releasing something. Maybe you should take a vote with people of that generation to see like. Is this worth a re-release? And do you think that this would be a good way of, you know, getting more people on board with it? And will it be the, like, it's never going to be the same. As much as I might sit there and complain. And like when they try to make that Gem in the Holograms movie and don't get me started about it, it was just horrible. Why they couldn't just do a retro Gem in the hologram. It doesn't have to be to now. You don't you don't have to bring it to the current time. Keep it in the time it was. And I think many people of my generation will enjoy it and, and appreciate that. I hope that somebody will take the reins and do an actual Gem in the holograms movie. And why don't you just ba- base it in the 80s? It doesn't have to be, you know, some kid getting famous on YouTube. Us millennials do not care. We want to see Gem in the Holograms, okay? In the 80s, for crying out. They're, with all of their crazy hair and the awesome fashion and the, you know, 20 minute uh, uh, cartoons with all the songs and the, you know, shallowness that it was, it was still completely awesome. It was completely outrageous. Truly, truly, out, truly outrageous. <laughs> But anyway, so yes, there is definitely an oversaturation of nostalgic things out there. Good, bad, and the ugly. (laughs) Some things are cool. Some things they've stuck to. Some things they kept true to. Some things they completely messed up and they made me actually dislike it. I hope that if they are going to put more things out there, that they do a little bit more market research towards the millennials, because I think it would be more geared towards the Millennials because they would want to buy it for their children or people whom they know have children instead of market researching it to the current kids to change it for that because they think they're not the ones buying it. I'm just saying. So there. (laughs) However, Gen Zs are getting uh, a lot older. I think what's the Gen Alphas now or something like that? Oh my God. Oof. Just getting older and older. Here I am sitting with a blanket over my, my legs and a, 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 uh, a heating pad on my back because, you know, I have a herniated disc and I, you know, I'm 40 dying over here and, you know, bitching about people <laughs> re releasing things from when I was little. I don't know. I love nostalgic things and it doesn't even have to be for my own generation. I love anything that was pre right now. So, you know, I, I am totally that market to, to market towards, you know, granted, I don't have a whole lot of money. Nobody does, but we will make, make, you know, concessions to be able to get a couple of things. I mean, I got this freaking trapper keeper. Granted it was cheap. So just keep it at a, and minimal cost and, uh, I'll totally buy it, but you know, at least know who you're selling it to instead of like changing it up and, but maybe there's not maybe a lot of people are okay with it because it it reminds them enough of their their childhood and they think that this is okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm just too particular about it. But if you're going to get nostalgic, get truly nostalgic, okay? <laughs> well, um this is going to be a fairly short podcast because I just wanted to kind of touch upon that because I am Part of that, you know, granted, I'm not like super popular, but I am part of that herd of people who are trying to, um, you know, play on the nostalgic minds and hearts of those out there listening and or playing or watching or whatever. But I thought I I should at least like make mention to it because it is so prevalent. A lot of things out there, you know, that everybody like wants to watch and see and you see all of these reemergences of older celebrities who, um, because we love them. So they are, you know, getting a resurgence because we want to see them get a resurgence for good, you know? And I think a lot of older Hollywood celebrities didn't have that, that backup from the, from the masses. So I think, you know, good for us for, you know, maybe not me particularly, but good for the masses that have like, you know, spoke up and be like, we want to see more of X, Y, Z, you know, like, please just Bring those people back. We love them. And they're getting a resurgence. And I think that's great. Yeah. Just wanted to touch on it. What are your thoughts? What do you think about this nostalgic over saturation? Do you, do you like it? Do you think that there uh, needs to slow down? Do you want to see less of it? Or do you think what's out there is okay? Or do you think that what it is is just like a, uh, an off-brand <laughs> uh, original? which it kind of is, but you know, what do you, what do you think? What are your thoughts on it? If you want to leave a comment on my um, Facebook or yeah, on my Facebook, it's like Gabrielle, uh, Gabrielle Cataldi the author page. You can just look it up on there. It is a page and I can like put a, I also have a group on there. I can do a poll. I might actually do that <laughs> and then I can like make a note of it or something like that. So I might do a poll on there so if you see it, uh, please uh, interact with it. I, pre- I appreciate it. And otherwise, uh, look on my blogs. I have lots of information on there for the same things. Like nostalgic stuff, but a lot about writing. Because I try and help people who are trying to break out into writing. And giving advice on things that I've had to deal with. Hopefully that helps a little bit. Just to give you some like you know, some information. I try and like gather some things for you. And write about it and how what i think so yeah so i hope you enjoyed this episode i will be doing another live uh the other one that i did i finally got up it took me a little bit to get the um the audio off of it i did not cut i cut out like the bit the really long like silent part in the in the beginning and at the end but it was not edited it was as it was live all all the elms and ends and stuttering and everything. So my next live my next live is actually gonna be with my son. So that will be not this not this Monday, not next Monday, but the next Monday. So okay. And that's going to be nostalgic gaming versus today's gaming. So with Bryce. Cool. So I think and then yeah, we're doing I'm doing pretty good. I'm getting I'm getting these things like done and pre-recorded and edited and I just have to Usually the day of though when I post it, I'll make like the the, the podcast covers and the, the um, featured photo and stuff like that and that's when it gets oh, uploaded. Yes. So I think I'm doing pretty good with getting everything done. I tried to not make it feel like a chore. I had everything pre-planned. When I get the time to record is when I record. So even if I have like two recorded in a, ahead of time, that's fine. I don't have to do it the week of. <laughs> lives are the only ones that are going to be very particular to time. Hence the only reason why I think I have four that I'm going to do. Um, and that's if it, it, all, everything goes to plan, otherwise it'll just get recorded. But yeah, the next one will be after this will be with my son and it will be live, and I will have it taken off and, uh, put up so it could just be a podcast, but it will be on my YouTube channel under podcasts and you can watch that live. But I do not believe that Bryce will be on camera. He's not. He doesn't really want to. We'll see. But I don't, I don't blame him. It's totally fine. He doesn't have to be. I'm not going to force him. So uh, he'll be off camera and he'll have, we'll have a chat about the games of today and yesterday. <laughs> All right. Well, then, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate every single one of you. I get a lot of uh, listens and views when I do the podcast. And like I said, I do enjoy doing this. It's not very difficult for me. I enjoy talking about things that I've been through and the things that I enjoyed when I was a child. So this is a, a pleasure doing. So I hope you enjoy every single one of them, if not all of them, <laughs> at least some of them. Uh, and if you have any suggestions, please let me know. You can contact me through my website, and that's www.gabriellecataldi.com. So that's G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-E-C-A-T-A-L-D-I.com. <laughs> So if you know my name, just put .com at the bot after it. You don't even have to have the www, but whatever. You can contact me through there, or you can check my Facebook. I also have a Twitter and Instagram. I have a Pinterest, but I don't share that. <laughs> and that's really that's really it. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you check out the rest of my podcast on the website. The last ten will be up on the Spotify and any other podcast uh, areas that you might listen to. I'm still trying to figure out how to. I, I'm figure, I'm trying to figure it out, but I'm not actively figuring it out because I have like 50 million other things I'm doing. But I will get that sorted out so that all of them will eventually be up on Spotify and Apple and Google and everything else. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode with That 80s Child, The Generation Y. And this is Gabrielle. Bye.